Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Hello and welcome to Allison H. Larson, the Spotlight Show, or um, otherwise known as Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Sometimes I get the two mixed up. <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with it today. So we've got a full studio today, and I'm so excited to have our guests here today on the show, and so thankful. I even have a special friend who's listening who brought me, look at what she brought me, a special chai latte here. So I feel really, really blessed to have a full studio here today and have so many wonderful people joining us. Today's show is all about communication and this is so important um, I think in my life because I feel like if I can't be seen and heard if I can't communicate clearly with people um, whether it be the people that I love and in my personal relationships or whether it be people that uh, I'm working with then I, I feel like I'm really not being able to share my mm -hmm. message with the world not being able to really be able to love and step into my full greatness so I am I am really excited because we have joining us today special guest expert and you're a relationship communication specialist is that right yes, Tamara? I am. Uh, Tamara Blankenship is joining us here today in the office she's a relationship communication specialist and uh, Tamara tell us a little bit more about what you do for people what makes you a specialist oh thank you so much Allison I'm so blessed and honored to be here so thank you so much um, I actually am really honored to help people shift some of their um, communication styles so what I do is I get a chance to work with people um, through meetup groups and online tools that help build an opportunity for deeper connection. I've gotten a chance to do some writings and some really cool connection opportunities to help people establish better communication. So it's been a very fun journey. Oh, that's so fa so fabulous! And I know you've um, you've been able to just in our discussions and talking with me, I, you've really been able to resonate um, with me and some of the struggles that I've been through. And I want to share a little bit more about your story here in just a moment. Um, but I, I want to introduce. So we have our guest co-host today, Rochelle Rodriguez. So Rochelle, give a huge shout out to everybody. For those of uh, that are new and listening to the show who have not heard or seen you on the show before, uh, could you uh, take a moment and just brag about yourself a little bit? Sure, thank you, Allison. So honored, as always, to be here and with our special guest today. I am an expert in beauty and health and wellness and in helping people look and feel their best selves. And I am also a transformation coach, so I deal with communication all the time. And I think it's so important <laughs> to know in communication, it's not just about, you know, I said this to you, it's about what did you hear me say to you? Yeah. So it's the transfer of meaning. Oh, I love how you said mm. that. And I think, you know, Tamara, we're probably we're going to get into this later in the show, but it's not about what you say. It's about what people hear what you say. Because right. it really yeah, is not. Communication yes. is not about yes. what you're meaning to say. It's about what they're hearing, yeah. what you have to say. Yeah. And so I think that's the, the biggest heartache and problem in a lot of relationships is when we're trying to communicate something, somebody else is misunderstanding that and we get so frustrated or even in, in work or, um, you know, how many of you out there feel like if, people truly understood what you did and what you had to offer and truly saw your heart they'd be like lining up to be your friend they'd be lining <laughs> up to work with you so I love that you brought that up about communication and then our other special in studio guest today is uh, Mr. Robert Jensen I want to I want to celebrate Robert here for just a moment in his communication because um, Robert really is an expert and I I actually met Rochelle at one of Robert's events we actually have another guest that's sitting in here today listening to the show that brought 
me my wonderful chai latte here. Um, and I met her at Robert's event. And then Tamara will actually be speaking at an event that Robert's doing. So Robert, I am so privileged to have you join us today in studio because you really are an expert when it comes to communicating and connecting with uh, people within um, Network Together, which is the networking group that you do here in uh, Arizona. I know you know you're branching out to other states. So love to just have you take a moment to introduce yourself and what you're doing, why you are so fabulous in the world, Robert. You know, it's, it's so crazy because I'm honored to be here with Allison and Tamara and Rochelle. It's you know, always amazing. And Miss Parker, you kind of snuck in here, Michelle. <laughs> I mean, like carrying her over the side. I'm like surrounded by beautiful. I yeah. love this. You know, but you know, I I decided that you know when it comes to communication, it takes at least two people to communicate. And well, I that's felt so like, true. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, if not more. Mm. And you know, I felt that there was an underserved um, space in in our industry, especially mm. for speakers, influencers, experts, yeah. etc. My name is Robert Jones. I'm the owner and founder of Network Together, started here in little old Phoenix, Arizona, and is now starting to grow in multi-states. And my goal is to become the world's best audience whisperer. What I mean by that, it, it's my goal to create the greatest brand that I, and I can work with speakers and influencers and other experts to help find audiences for them to understand their voice look for their target market and bring both together so we can find opportunity from those who can teach and instruct and can inspire and those who are looking for the inspiration so they can develop their aspirations because communication really starts with having clarity and having defined you know being definitive and how they feel and also having the courage to start taking the journey and that is the most beautiful thing about um, communication is it's never one worded Mm-hmm. It starts yes. with a word, it ends with the words, and there's nothing but beautiful communication in between. Yeah, I really love that. And thank you so much, Robert. And I, I just, it's been really fun to get to be a part of your um, networking group and what you're doing. And for those of you who are thinking of traditional networking groups, this is so different uh, than those uh, traditional networking groups. So mm-hmm. we've all benefited from that. So um, I want to come back to you, Tamara, because uh I, I'm so privileged to have you here today in studio. Thank I know you. that you have helped people um, communicate better for, for years. You've been working with people, helping them to develop those better relationships, communication skills in various different forms and ways. And, um, and, and I want to find out a little bit more about why you're doing this, why you're passionate about it, um, how you got into this. Did you just wake up one day and think, oh, I'd love to help people communicate better? Or what's, what's oh, share, a little, amazing, share a little bit of your story right? with us? <laughs> figure out your why like that easily wouldn't that be amazing um thank you allison um actually it was a very um intense moment where i got an opportunity to recognize how i was showing up and uh, it was a if you can imagine um you know i i hit a moment in my life where i was trying so hard to be so much to so many and uh um, if you can I, i just remember the specific day where i sat down in my um bedroom and I heard a ping of a telephone and it was my husband at the time's telephone and recognized that there was, um, you know, just a miss, you know, somebody had messaged him that it basically indicated that he was having a second life somewhere else and it shifted my world instantly. 
And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling where you, um, <laughs> you're just the world crashes and you just can't think straight, can't feel, everything mm -hmm. is just bottomed out, right? And uh, the next thing I know, I'm literally in my car, um, can't see through the tears of my eyes, just trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, just my family was going to, you know, do mm -hmm. I do I end my relationship and, you know, what, what are my options? And just feeling completely confused. And at that exact mm -hmm. moment, I realized I was wearing a mask. I was pretending to be so many elements for so many people that I wasn't full of integrity for myself. And that was that pivotal moment where I decided to put the mask down and start literally investing in having more healthy communication and being truly a vulnerable communicator and formulating more of a neutral communication where I created safe places for other people to share me with me their truth so that we can deepen our relationships and create more you know, safe places for everyone to express what's going on. Yeah, I love that. And thank you for sharing that very um, vulnerable and specific moment. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes it takes moments like that. I went through a similar situation where, you know, I, I recently went through a divorce right at 40 years old and, and had the opportunity to look back and think, what did I do wrong? And similar to you, you know, well, I, I don't even, I hate to say, you know, what did I do wrong? But, you know, you look back when <laughs> right. anything like that happened, you think, why did this turn out differently than I thought it was going to be? Yeah. Why did this relationship end? What is going on? And what I realized was that similar to you, I had been pretending to be somebody I wasn't. I'd been trying so hard to please the other people in my life that I had lost myself. And um, Rochelle and I did a show a couple of weeks ago on, on mm -hmm. taking off that mask and how does that feel? And one of the things that I learned was as painful as that experience was for me, um, I, I realized I always had questioned when I was wearing the mask, and I'd like to hear what you what you think about this, but I'd always question, do people really love me? Like, I always would think if they really knew who I was, would they still love me? And I yeah. when I realized if you're asking yourself that question, <laughs> if they really knew who I was, would they still love me? That you probably are wearing a mask because you aren't letting people see who you are. And Absolutely. there came this moment where I'm like, if people mm. don't love me for who I am without my mask, I, I would rather take, a, you know, 10% of the people in my life or 90% of the people in my life not loving me because, you know, I'm taking off my mask and have that 10% that do, then have 100% yeah. of people love the fake me. Does that make sense? Right. right. No, that that um, that belief that there's a safety behind that mask. Look, I'm going to jump in just a little bit because, yes. you know, what, what's really crazy, I think sometimes we carry the masks for so long, mm -hmm. even when we start to figure we have that epiphany or that moment of change, a change agent in our mind for ourselves. it still takes yeah. some, for some years to still say, I can look in the mirror and I'm still, I don't know who I am. Some of us have worn a mask for so long, we look in that mirror and we struggle to say, who am I? Because, you know, and, and I'm saying this from, from my own development and personal, and I know that there's a lot of people like me. Um, I was in acting. Um, I, I mm. uh, performed on stage. I loved masks. But when I, when I didn't have a mask on, I was very shy. I, I grew up with a speech impediment. I was very afraid. I was never good enough. I was never bright enough. I was mm -hmm. never, you know, whatever it was, I was never enough. And I felt like, well, how can I actually be me? I have to wear a mask because that's the only way that I can be seen. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. So, Absolutely. so what did you end up doing, Robert? Because it, that's that's intriguing. You grew up being very shy, and I, it was funny because recently I ran across a high school friend that know me in high school and junior high. He's mm-hmm. like, "You were so shy in junior high." And I, I didn't feel shy, but I definitely, you <laughs> right. know, felt like I had to play this certain part or whatever. But so, so now, Robert, I mean, you are running events where you are getting in front <laughs> right. of hundreds of people, yeah. if not Absolutely. thousands of people. You run how many events do you run a, a year? Over a thousand Over events. Over a thousand meetings, events. Yes. events and meetings a year but for those of you who are aren't good at math i'm not good at math that's like that's a lot three events a day so robert you I, are i will say this it's gotten to the point where i just say please go to the calendar because i have no idea where it is what time it starts he's but, living by his calendar but the, right. the point is is now you are inspiring thousands or tens of thousands of people every year so how did you get to that point? And I know, because I've been to your meetings, that you are absolutely your authentic self, and I love that about you. But, but how did you how did you get to that point? What was your moment like? Tamara's moment, you know, she had that moment where she had this horrible, you know, realization that her family was was falling apart. What Came was your yeah. yeah, the mask, yeah. wearing the mask. You yeah. do, you do, you do have a such a. You know, here it is, like, I'm, I'm going through high school and even younger, and when I was a kid, I was so shy, I used to walk with my back against the wall, and I used to talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Problem was, is my lips never moved. I was oh, always talking, yes, but it was I inside my head, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and it, it took me a long time. That's why in Network Together, our first pillar is public speaking, the courage yeah. to find someone's voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, I mean, th- that, that, is, that is very pivotal, but there's been two points, and Allison was a part of the first point, yeah. and she introduced me to a gentleman named Silo Moses. And he, he, he said, Robert, you do such beautiful things. Mm. And he, you, you have such a heart for people. I, you know, I believe in you. And I'm, I'm like, thank you. I don't know you, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And he says, but the thing is, is how are people going to know the beauty of who you are if you keep it in a shoebox in your closet for no one to see? Absolutely. And that's where wow. I started learning about, you know, I need to start learning how to amplify my voice. Um, the first time ever was when <clears throat> my daughter, um, who's going to be 19, was um, born. And I was like, am I going to be a dad or am I not going to be a dad? Do I want to participate? Because um, she was not born out of a marriage. She was born out of a relationship. And I was learning at the time, and I was a late bloomer. And it took me a lot of courage to fight to be the dad in her life. And I couldn't do that without a voice. And those are my two pivotal points. But the thing is, is it's not just that. It's the journey in between. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working every day to get up in the morning to say, can I still have a voice with the people I meet Mm -hmm. and with the things that I do and the way that I do it? It's so important. I I love that. I find that really interesting because um, a lot of us get lost between the illusion of the mask and our sense of who we truly are. Mm -hmm. And that that intuitive or that um, vulnerability piece, our superpower we lose connection to it when we've worn the mask so long that that we literally think mm-hmm. that that is the reality have you ever had a dream yeah. where you feel like it is, you it. wake up and you're like is this the actual dream or or was that the reality yeah. you lose track oh, of- it's so funny because for me mm-hmm. i just got really good at saying what other people mm-hmm. wanted to hear and there was Ooh. one point when i was going to a counselor and i shared with her an experience where i'd written a letter to somebody and she said allison and i said i feel really good about this letter and she said was do you feel good about it because that's what you wanted to say or because you know that's what they wanted to hear and I'm like 
because uh, uh, I know that's what they wanted to hear. But yeah. Rochelle, I'm yeah. curious for you too. Um, when when was that moment for you when you're like, I've got to take off my mask. This is damaging my my life. This is affecting mm-hmm. my relationships. Mm-hmm. Was there a pivotal moment for a you? Few, yes, thank you, Allison. A few times in my life, actually, I went through some really, really dark times when I was younger. And mm-hmm. when I was really young, I was really super shy. And I never knew I could be better or, you know, challenge myself to be greater. And then when I went through those really dark times, I was trying to figure out who I was when I was about 27 years old. And then that was a big mask because I felt ashamed of my dark times. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, when I learned about my business, I am a regional vice president, independent consultant with Arbon, and I didn't think I could be good enough to do it mm. because I thought I was that shy person. Yeah. And I thought that that was as good as I could have been, you know, and I, and I didn't realize that I was supposed to be more of an entrepreneurial type person and I could be more. And then along my life, I just keep taking off these layers you know, and then getting really real and authentic has been really important for me too along the way and realizing who really am I? You know, I do like to be silly when I want to be and I do want to be really heartfelt and centered and talk about my intuition and all of these Mm -hmm. things and that's okay. And for people to see who I really am because that's so important with communication too because if you're not really being who you are, that's how we end up in these, these wrong you know, misconnected yeah. marriages wow. that mm-hmm. fall out. If you're really the person that you are, that other person, it's like it matches. It's a match made in heaven. Right. Well, and, and I love. I love what you're saying. It reminded me last night. I was watching the movie Eat, Pray, and Love. I'm going to Bali uh, for a retreat. I'm conducting there here in in uh, at the end of this week. And as I'm watching this movie, and I'm excited because she's in Bali and stuff, I ended up getting all these amazing messages. And one of the the things from the movie, and that's also in the book, that's a quote, says, um, God is within you. You'll find God within you. And I thought, well, that's so true, because when you really look within and when you really strip out those layers, that's where you're able to clearly communicate. And from that divine place that is so... um, from that space of source and of God and mm-hmm. of just clear communication of so love. True. So I really yes. love that. When we yes. come back after this break, uh, Tamara's going to share with us a specific, uh, some specific steps that she would recommend to help you with your better communication. Um, we're also going to talk about an upcoming event that Robert has where Tamara's actually going to be speaking. Yes. And we have our special guest, Lori Richens, who's going to be talking about communication within your families. So really excited for the next segment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Allison H. Larson. You're listening to Spotlight. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time at 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Are you ready to be fabulous? You know, science has proven that women thrive in a tribe together. And now we invite you to join two fierce females, otherwise known as Sheila and Sarah, as they help you take the journey from flat to fabulous. It's fun, terrific stories and wise insight every week. Take better control of your life. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time for Life from Flat to Fabulous on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Create happiness now. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. <laughs> Welcome back to Spotlight. We're just giggling in here because we have the Facebook Live going and we're trying to see Robert's face. We've got four people here live in the studio. We're trying to position the camera so we can see Robert's face. He's being hidden by the microphones there. I'm yes, going to try and try to move position there. there. Robert's got such a handsome face. Oh, believe me, I'm here. We hear you. He's a male representation. That's right. That's true. <laughs> For those of you who are listening in, it's a, it's a party here in the studio. We've got uh, four of us in here live doing the show, and then we have a special guest joining us today, too, in the studio. So I love when we have a full house here. Um, so today's show is all about communication. I, I love this thought of, of taking off your mask, of being vulnerable, of helping people truly see who you are so you can feel seen and heard. And I think that's that probably the number one thing, I don't think anybody that's ever ended a relationship has said, well, I felt truly seen and heard in that relationship, but I decided that it just wasn't the right thing. It's always, you know, it something about a misunderstanding or a miscommunication or someone's not seeing you or someone doesn't, you feel like they don't know your heart. That That's always what I think leads to some kind of problem in the relationship. And it was really interesting because at the last Live Big event I was at, um, with Gerald Rogers, he said something that really struck me. He said, you know, all problems stem from forgetting who we truly are mm. and then allowing people to see that. Absolutely. So, Tamara, I would like mm. for you to share with us, you are a specialist, a relationship yes. communication specialist. You've helped, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of people probably yeah. even be able to communicate better within their relationship. So what are some tips that you would share with somebody that maybe is feeling unheard in their relationship or they feel like uh, that person that they really love in their life or a person that they really love isn't really seeing them and who they are? What would you have them do or how would you guide them? Well, first I want to say that we all desire to be loved. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the first place for this starts is loving ourselves. We oh, have wow. to yeah. really mm -hmm. understand yep. where we're communicating from, because if we're communicating from that desire to be loved, it's going to come across as lack. 
So I have worked with um, formulating these three little kind of fun tricks that I'd love to share with your audience today and the rest of the I would love that. (laughs) That I found to be super powerful to help not only do self-love, but really kind of transcend that vulnerability like we were talking about earlier about using vulnerability as your superpower. And it's three simple things, truth, transparency and support now the way i'm explaining this is not the traditional understanding of truth transparency and support right um the truth is that we live a version of truth to the reality Mm. of the world around us but unfortunately we don't live our authentic truth Hmm. what does that mean though i don't so so explain there is a version of what you believe should be what people can handle about who you are there's a version of the way (laughs) 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 you should have ever seen everyone's face they're like oh my gosh you know there is a a layer that we all live to stay safe it's an ego it's it's Mm -hmm. part of the way we survive it's natural this is not something that you did that you created it's a natural behavior that we use in order to survive. So to understand that element of you is first of all not to create shame about this little secret that you're hiding about the true authentic sense of who you are, mm-hmm. but to actually play with it, mm-hmm. to be willing to explore it and um, you know find safe places. There are not always safe places to share your authentic true self. So um, getting strong in that and finding a community that is loving and is unconditional is very important as you start to define this truth. But it has to start within you first. Yeah. So you must do that work mm-hmm. by journaling or however. I mean, I danced it out. A lot of the mm-hmm. times when I was super depressed, I was going through that. It was also my 40s, so I was going through this, oh, my gosh, I'm old thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love dancing. I know, I know, right? It's, my, it's, it's one of my favorite totally. things to do. Yeah, I would um, dance my way out of the stress and the mm-hmm. frustration because, oh. um, you know, um, clogged depression is lack of expression. So it doesn't always have to be verbal. Sometimes it's moving. I hike a lot. I journal a lot. There's all different kinds of ways to get into movement so that you can unlock your inner truth. And uh, once you start hearing those tapes transition in your mind to Mm -hmm. who you really are versus the lies you've been living and being that authentic truth, it kind of shifts automatically without any real intense laborious work because the yeah. belief systems of playing small well, start to sh- and, and I love that I just wanted to say one thing about that when I was trying to figure out the truth about who I was because I'd worn a mask for so long and sometimes when you yeah. do that you get confused you're yeah. like okay is this yeah. me is this not me is this the me that I was trying to be for somebody else what uh, somebody asked me this question and it was so profound um, he said what makes you happy yeah right and that's how you find out who you well, truly are and a lot of the times Unfortunately, zero to three, we don't have much of a voice for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spend most of our lives being told what makes us happy. Yeah, so to find so your true we self. We don't like, really know. Yeah, like yeah. figure yeah. out like if nobody else was involved in the yeah. equation. He said, Allison, if you're all alone, yeah. nobody yeah. else is there at all. You don't have to do anything to please anybody else or whatever. What would you do? What makes yeah. you happy? And that's that's hard to answer. Yeah. When I was like it's, 27, I'm like, who do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. Because yeah. you get so all of these, the age of 47. You know, so Whatever. <laughs> Weighing in. You know, and, and it's really funny because sometimes when it happens and you have that, I, for most of my life, I was like, I really don't like being around people. <laughs> and then, and then, I'll, and, then I'll, and you know, because I was, I was a tech guy or I, you know, I, I served or I always was working for someone. And then all of a sudden yeah. it, it went out like, oh my gosh, 
I like people. Not for what you probably think I like people <laughs> for, but they're so interesting to yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're so dynamic and complicated, and you can't really oh, figure them the out. Oh, part. And it, it is. It is the beautiful part. And, yeah. and it, was, it was better than any algorithm. Yes. I exactly. There yeah, you go. I used you know? to think when I was like growing up, and this was a big aha for me, too, because mm-hmm. I always thought that everyone was like me. I'm like, oh, if I'm a giver or if I'm doing this, Ooh, yes. then other There's people sh- should be doing that as well. Yes. But I found out, like, because I was so sensitive and I got my feelings hurt and I then I started yes. realizing everybody's different and that's why the the love languages are so important yeah. too because find and, and out what drives somebody right and the, the beautiful thing about what you're sharing there is um, a lot of us believe that mirrored element of truth we think yeah. the way we show up is what we're going to get back well, a lot of the times exactly you're going to get the opposite to learn something about the polarity of mm-hmm. consistency of light and dark or yeah. truth and not truth well and i think mm-hmm. too there's this uh, component where a lot of us that grew up in you know good christian households or yes. you know where we're taught you got to think of other people which is good <laughs> but the commandment says love thy neighbor as thyself if you don't truly love yourself mm-hmm. can you fully show up to love somebody else so I love that number one's truth what's the second thing so find your inner truth figure out who, what your truth is about who you are not what anybody else thinks you are or should be figure out who you are so number one clear communication truth about who you are number two number two is all about transparency and this is where everyone gets uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's vulnerability mm-hmm. We have to be courageous in our truth and be willing to be seen in it in order to have it an embodied process. That's to know so them. scary sometimes. Like, what if, what if I'm <laughs> yeah. sharing something and I'm like, and somebody uses that to hurt me? So when you know your truth, nobody really can hurt you with <laughs> your truth. So the, the element of truth that I really want you guys to understand is it's not an insecurity of truth. It's the knowing without doubt of who you are. Mm-hmm. So with the so, transparency, the only what you're saying is the only way someone can hurt you in your transparency is if you aren't secure in your truth. If you're invested in somebody else defining your truth. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Like asking so, them almost, is this okay? Like it's to be insecurity. Like this? Yes. Right. It's, it's an insecurity, a belief yeah. system that you don't know yourself, so you use the outer world to validate your mm-hmm. sense of who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we live in a belief system where we use that as feedback. Now Using the outer world as feedback is a good thing, but when we use it to identify with our Mm. sense of self, we get lost in the mask. So really understanding who you are and who you are not, really there's only three core elements to any person individually as a core truth. So it's, we're not complicated, believe it or not. We make it complicated, we make it hard, but life is actually quite easy. So if you know your truth, then you're able to be transparent. So number one, effective communication, know who you truly are. Number two, be transparent, what's number three? Number three is that loving, unbelievable space of support. And this is where that more neutral communication comes from. Um, so number three is support? It support? is support, okay. yes. So um, this is a little bit different. This is not where you're supporting and listening to somebody else. This is actually being a powerful listener. A lot mm-hmm. of us communicate with words, mm-hmm. actions, um, mm-hmm. aggression, a force versus a surrendered state. And mm-hmm. when you are powerful, so mm-hmm. we are more neutral. We're loving from a place where someone can meet us halfway. We don't rush into experiences and and try to shove our opinions and perspectives on others. We're actually allowing someone to step in and go, wow, that's really cool. I feel very safe. Thank you. For wow. That. And I, I love that. Safe. You know, even um, in some of my communications recently, uh, just a brief uh, share here, 
it's really hard not to get put on the defensive. But what I've realized is, and I think it's <laughs> Esther Hicks said, or was it Esther Hicks or was it, um, oh, was, I, I, I better be careful. I was listening to a self-development <laughs> of someone like Esther Hicks. Maybe it was her. Amazing. And, and they said, um, they, oh, it was Byron Katie. Mm. I'm sure it was Byron Katie. She said, all wars start win mm -hmm. uh, with defense. And what she meant was mm -hmm. in our lives, when we feel like we have to defend ourselves, when somebody offends us, we choose to be offended, mm -hmm. then we, we get put on the defense. And that's where these wars or these problems in communication start. And I love what I love about what you said is, since then, I've been able to shift my perspective a little bit because that really struck me. And so as I've had people call and maybe say things to me about problems they've had, um, either whether it be, you know, work-related or personally related, rather than being put on the defensive and feeling like, oh, they're saying what's wrong with me, I've showed up in space where I can support them and be like, oh, wow, I can hear that you're really, you know, upset by that. And I'm, I'm you know, that wasn't my intention. And um, how can I best support you and help you through that? And it's been such a beautiful mm -hmm. space because I've been able to create this space where I don't have my feelings hurt. They feel hurt and validated. So I love that you brought up that support. I have to say something more to that yeah. because there is a huge element about, I'm, I'm passionate about confrontation. Most people mm -hmm. run the other direction. Mm -hmm. I run right into it. Confusion equals clarity. So mm -hmm. if you're patient enough to actually sit in confusion, long enough, they will actually find your way back through it to clarity. So mm -hmm. if we run away from it, we stay in the confusion. We, we avoid opportunity. So I always say, if you're in a confrontation, that's just an opportunity to get clearer and have a better span, space of commitment. I wanted to uh, say what you're, you were talking about, Allison, about being defensive. I, f I just saw my whole marriage, <laughs> my past <laughs> marriage, I was like always just like, because it was like, you don't understand who I am, you know? And I felt like always like, how do I communicate this? And it was just like, we were just hitting each other in mm -hmm. rocks and I was always being defensive. And then I learned and I'm like, you know, it's just feeding that war you're talking yeah. about. So I just learned to just like, oh, well. And then well, I'm he was like, yeah. what's going on? But I had to just let go and be who I was and that. I was married once. That. I believe in marriage. <laughs> but, but see, on the guy standpoint, um, a lot of times we look at men in a way, but I was a man, and many of us are like this. We run from the confrontation, yes. which actually sometimes creates our female partners to actually run even faster yes. and yes. harder. Yes. And, and it creates such a divide because mm -hmm. I'm running down the street as fast as I can and she's running down the street chasing me. Which makes you run even faster. There's not a place yeah. where we do come yeah. together. Because one's pushing too hard and the other one's yep. just running away and it causes such tension that's, that's that unbearable. It's like, because we want to fix it. Well, we want to make it right right now. There's, it's like, no. there's an investment. Yeah. There's an yeah. investment with love where we want to be seen and understood. And when somebody's more invested in that safe place, you know, being seen, mm -hmm. the, there's no neutrality there. Yeah, well, so. and I, I totally agree with that. And I, I love your three steps. So number one, for better communication, 
find your truth. Figure out who you are so that you can be your authentic self. Number two, be vulnerable and share things with people. Open up. Don't hide things. <laughs> and then number three, support. Be supportive. So if somebody comes to you with a problem, support them in that problem instead of defending yourself. And and so for those of you, I, w- I would love to hear Lori Richens weigh in on this too. She's our family specialist and she's joining us via phone from Idaho. Before we do that, I want to mention that, um, Tamara, you've given us some amazing pieces of advice. And for those of you who want to hear more and learn more in person about how to communicate better for those of you who are actually here in Phoenix or in the the Arizona area or for those of you who want to travel down uh, to hear Tamara she's actually going to be speaking at one of Robert's upcoming events so Robert will you share a little bit about that event with us our event's coming up on July 25th it starts at um, 9 a.m. and it um, ends at 6 p.m. Um, Tamara accepted um, to be on our panel, the w- yes. first women's panel ever that wow. we're going to have Network so Together. Excited. Yeah, and, and one thing in Network Together is all of our leadership positions are um, co-leaders, one man, one woman. And I felt we haven't celebrated women within Network Together before. And when Allison, you're so great over there. Like, you're, type, <laughs> yeah. you're so great. Yeah, look at that little smile. And she she um she said, I have Robert. I have someone that you have to meet. You you just got to meet her. She she I don't know what she's going to do with you, but she's great. And I said, Well, I have an idea what she'll do. Let's talk. And <laughs> I said, We have this panel coming up, but it's going to be at the Avion Center in Chandler. It's at 1733 Northrop Drive. Um, you can get more information at inetworkexpo.com. That's inetworkexpo.com. And it gives you our agenda and all the the speakers that are going to be there. I'm really excited. You know, come out and meet Tamara. Um, The women's panel shows what time it's going to be there. We're also doing a great $1,000 giveaway to three lucky winners who get to split a pot our first time ever. So it's like beat the summer heat with the coolest event (laughs) of the year. (laughs) I love that. I love love your sayings, Robert. Thank you so much. um, and, And thank you for sharing that information and for all that you're doing. I really do feel like you're a good example of stepping into your authentic self, sharing your truth, being vulnerable, and uh, and then also supporting other people. So thank you so much for being here, Robert. Make thank sure and you. come out and hear Tamara. Rochelle, are you going to be at that event too? Yes, I will be at a, that event. We usually have the health and wellness. I know, and she's a tier time panel leader. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, where's my panel slot this time? <laughs> we're, not doing, we're not doing the um, health and beauty. Well, you got to mix it up a little bit. So. No, and, and I I'll can't be, wait to I'll hear be, you, Tamara, oh, and I'll be an exhibitor exciting. there as well. So that'll and, be really exciting. And, and I did a commercial too. Yes, on it. So. it I think it's debuting today debuting for today. the expo. So Stay we're tuned. excited That's about really that. Exciting. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I, wish I, I wish I could be there. My uh, my, uh, my oldest daughter is getting married, so I will, uh, well, I will be at her wedding. That trumps everything. That, and yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll be at Mother the, of the bride. Well, That's you could always in, you guys could come to the event and say it was thrown for her. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to take that on, Robert? Oh, that would well. save me a lot of money. A lot of money. And Robert, I want to say thank you so much for joining us in thank studio you. today. I know you've got to run. Uh, you've got a, another event that you've Busy got beat. to got to get to here with running over a thousand events a year yes. so um, actually when you step out I'm going to have you hand the earphones absolutely here to, and oh. so you can hear so we're going to have we're going to have a caller now Lori Richens is our family expert our family specialist uh, she has a wonderful um, wonderful book coming out she's inspiring lots of people with her videos with her messages um, she recently was able to speak at City Summit on stage just before Les Brown uh, she ran for political office and probably 
probably her proudest accomplishment, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lori, is she is the proud mother of seven beautiful children. And um, she, I asked her to come on and do a special segment weighing on, in, on communication within families. So Lori, would love to have you share. Awesome. So it's good to, to listen to all of you and your contributions this morning on communication. This is something I'm very passionate about, especially within families, because I come from a very fractured background. And mm-hmm. one of the, the statements that I've heard recently that I absolutely love said, if you do not heal the wounds of your past, it will bleed onto your future. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before, Allison? Mm-hmm. Wait, say that one more time. If you do not what? Yeah. If you do not heal the wounds of your past, it will bleed into your future. Wow. Uh, I have not heard that before, but it makes sense. It does. And so I'm actually going to share an experience from my childhood and how that experience led into a, a really troubling event for me in my adulthood. And then I'm going to give some tips on how parents can better communicate with their children so that doesn't happen for them and their families. So many years ago, when I was growing up, um, I, I heard your panel today talking about how avoiding contention and avoiding confusion and avoiding um, problems can actually create um, masks and can cause people to lose their voice. Well, that's what I experienced when I was growing up. My mother had a very difficult time with potential contention and my stepfather had an anger issue and he had an alcohol issue at times and when things would start to get a little stressful in conversations my mom would kick us under the table or she'd give us kind of that glaring look that said don't go there Mm. and let's not talk about that we need to avoid totally identify with that yeah exactly you just don't talk about it like if it's not pleasant just don't talk about it right Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when I was a teenage girl, we went to a wedding reception and my stepfather actually became quite intoxicated. And when we, when we came home, I said something that he misunderstood. So he became very confrontationally, confrontational and he came at me and he actually struck me quite hard across the face. Now, when that happened, my older brother came into um, the kitchen where we were standing, and he tried to defend me and to get my stepfather to stop. And when he did, my stepfather grabbed him by the throat. Now, this is what I ended up seeing as a teenage girl. And many, many years later, my mother and stepfather came to visit me when I, had, when I was a mother of seven children. Many years had passed. And so that wasn't a part of my life at all uh, in, in the present state. I had a wonderful family and a wonderful husband, but I ended up leaving for a period of time. And um, on my way home, suddenly my throat started to feel as if it was cutting off, literally like I was, like something was closing my throat. And I began to panic, like I couldn't breathe and I was struggling to, um, I started to shake and quiver. And so by the time I drove home, my mom and my stepdad and all my children, my husband were in the house. I quickly went into my bedroom and I wrapped in a, in a blanket and I stood on the heater trying to kind of warm myself up, but nothing was helping. So my husband came into the room, I got under the covers, I turned this ashen gray. Well, you can probably guess what was happening. I was having my very first severe anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that took about 20 to 30 minutes for me to recover from, and it completely silenced 
me. Mm. My mother had had a history of anxiety attacks, so she knew what was happening. I had never had one. And as she was rubbing my arm, trying to get circulation into my skin, I laid under the blankets and I looked up at her and I knew that the reason why I was having this anxiety attack is because I needed to say something to her and I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the consequences of speaking because suddenly the people that I had wounded me as a child were in my space as an adult and I couldn't process it. So. Eventually, when I recovered from that, I realized that I was never, I told myself, I am never going to be that out of control again. I am never going to allow myself to be that shut down again. And fortunately, I've gained wonderful skills on how to process some of the, you know, the pain and the challenges of my past so that doesn't bleed into my future now. And as an empowerment coach, I help families to communicate so that they don't have that become a problem in their present. So I'm going to give three tips. I feel very empowered as a parent right now. We have a successful family. We all get along very well, and I've been married for 34 years, and I feel like we've gained some really good skills on how to help keep communication open. Mm -hmm. So the first tip I want to give is for parents to remember to take time to listen and learn from their children. Even if the moment when a child needs to speak isn't the best time, you can say, I really want to hear everything I have to say, but can we wait just a moment and then make sure to get back to them. A child needs to know that they are willing um, to be heard. The second thing that I want to help parents to understand is that children need to feel safe to share their thoughts and feelings, whatever they happen to be. You need to help them to find their voice, just like Robert was saying earlier. You need to help them to understand that whatever they're feeling or whatever they're processing in their mind is um, is something that they're not going to be judged ill about and that you are going to listen patiently until you understand their mm-hmm. perspective. I so wish my mother had helped me to do that. And the very last thing is to teach them to process their pain. My mother had unprocessed pain. Mm -hmm. My father, my stepfather had unprocessed pain. And because of that, they did not know how to parent properly. So Mm -hmm. we parents have to take responsibility for the pain of our past and be willing to peer into it so we find the necessary life lessons and then pass that down to our children so our children can be healthy and whole. And that is one thing I've tried to do. I've tried to be very honest and open with my children about my life experiences and then tell them, this is what I learned and this is what I'm going to do for you because I wish it had been done for me. So those right. are my three tips. Well, Lori, make sure to listen and go ahead. Oh, go ahead and recap those three tips and then I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Yes. So we want to take the time to listen and learn. If you can't listen now, make sure to tell them that you'll get back with them and follow through. And number two is to help your children feel safe to share any of their thoughts and feelings so that they feel like they can have a voice. And the last thing is to make sure to help them to process their pain in their childhood 
so that it doesn't end up bleeding into their adulthood so that they can become better parents when they have children of their own. I love those pieces of advice, and I, I definitely wholeheartedly agree with them. I have a question for you. So as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh, that's great. I think that's wonderful. Um, however, when my kids were little, because of the pain that I'd unprocessed or maybe the patterns that I'd um, taken on as, as a young child, and I I struggled with talking about things that were uncomfortable or hard to talk about. And I think um, my kids are now teenagers. And so I know that there's things that are bothering them. I know that they're having a rough time. You know, their parents just recently went through divorce. I know that, that there's some things. And I've got one daughter that's really good about expressing herself. She's probably a little too good about it sometimes. I'm like, really? But, um, but you know, I've got... That's the one with the purple hair? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Um, I've got, you know, but I've got a, um, you know... In particular, I'm thinking one of my sons right now who he just doesn't talk about anything. And sometimes I'll just sit there with him and he doesn't ever open up. And, and I, I'm just a, li- a little bit of a loss, I think. You know, sometimes I'll ask him questions. How are you doing? Fine. You know, what's bothering you? Nothing. You know, what, yeah. what would your suggestion be? How do you handle something like that? And I, I know, I know it's because, you know, partly because of the, the example that when he was growing up and the things that I taught him. But now I'm, I'm restructuring that, reframing that. So what do you do in a situation like that, Lori? What would your suggestions be? Well, I'm so grateful for a a couple that mentored my husband and I when we were younger. We ended up going to a conference together, and on the drive to this conference, this gentleman who was old enough to be parents of ours ended up sharing this story that I think answers your question perfectly. And he talked about how his son was going through a problematic period in his high school years, and his mother was becoming very, very concerned. So she talked to her husband, this boy's father, and they came up with a plan. And, you know, we live in a day where people think that quality time trumps quantity time. Mm -hmm. And this is what this dear man said. He said that is absolutely false. At least Mm -hmm. this is what he found out as a parent. So what he did is he ended up almost every weekend for a period of time taking his son out on little camping trips, on little excursions. But on the very first time that he had done this, he was probably gone two or three days. And this is what he said to me. This is what he said many, many years ago, and this really, really stuck with me. He said the entire time during this this excursion that he went on with his son, his son was still aloof. He didn't really want to go. He, he would rather stay back with his friends. He would rather stay in the routine that he was regularly engaged in. And he said it wasn't until our, our return trip home, it wasn't until we were in the car together coming home that he finally opened up. Mm-hmm. And he said quality time comes after quantity time mm. Ooh, and then he went that. on to say that mm-hmm, he went on to say that for some period of time like every weekend he would take his his son out and then his son started looking forward to it and instead of becoming resentful and instead of going silent like dad you're doing this again he started to look forward to it and then his son started focusing more on family instead of on his peers and other responsibilities and that mm-hmm. son is one of our best friends and mm-hmm. I ha- I'm actually including this story in the book that I'm writing because once again I really 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 want to stress the importance of what I found as a mother myself with my children mm-hmm. is that quality time comes after quantity time and mm-hmm. then that's when the heart tends to soften and then they feel like you're actually sacrificing 
mm. your time and devoting yourself to your child, and then they feel like they can open up. So yeah. that's how yeah, I would Alice, well, yeah. you know, yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. I, I want to say something in support mm-hmm. of that yeah. because I actually went through this personally with mm-hmm. my son. He was yeah. very suicidal at the beginning of my divorce. And uh, he was only 16 years old at the time. Yeah, that's and all my son is. he literally, for, and I, I didn't know this. I didn't know he was suicidal. So for me, what I did every single night, I went into his room, spent 30 minutes, didn't say a thing, just mm. sat in the room. And I actually just, just held loving space. Mm-hmm. And as I got up, I said, mm-hmm. I would say, love you, sweetheart. Have a good night. See you in the morning. A year later, he turned to me and said, do you know how many times you saved my life? Wow. So to me, like what she's saying, the quality of being present to just the silence, holding space while someone processes, it doesn't really have to be filled with words or actions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just presence. Yeah, and that's a huge aha for me. There's mm-hmm. uh, Just as you were talking, a couple of thoughts came to my mind. First of all, my my daughter, it was really interesting. I asked her the other day, well, how can I be a better mom? What do you need? And she said, well, sometimes I just want you to hang out at home. And mm-hmm. I was spending all mm-hmm. this quality time with my kids. Like we were going all these amazing places, doing yeah. all these amazing things. And she's like, what she wanted was me just to be at home doing nothing, which is really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you know, just last night watching this movie with my kids, I mean, that's what she wants. And yeah. it's really interesting. My son, my 16 year old, I love what you said. And that was a huge aha moment, um, both from you, Lori, and from you, Tamara, is that the other day I asked him, I said, I want to spend some time with you. What do you want to do? And he's like, I want to draw pictures of a tree. I want to <laughs> draw a picture of a tree and I want you to draw a picture of a tree. I said, nice. do you want to talk while we're drawing? He said, no. And we just sat there and it probably was like a half an hour. We said nothing and he drew a picture of a tree mm-hmm. and I drew a picture of a tree. And to him, that was like the best thing I he could do with me. <laughs> his picture maybe, because his picture was much better than mine. But it's just really interesting. So, I mean, I could keep talking about this forever. And, um, you know, Rochelle, I'm sure you have thoughts on this. We, we're running a little bit low on time. We've got about three more minutes left. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I get to this final thought, which is, you know, if you are listening to this show, you feel inspired by something that someone has said. I would like to give everybody an opportunity to share how um, you can get a hold of them, how you can find out more about what they're saying and and get in their circle of influence in their space. So Lori, let's start with you. Um, For people who really have resonated with what you've said, I know you've mentioned you've got a book coming out. Um, How can people get a hold of you or how can people learn more about you and what you're doing? Thank you. Yes, they can just email me at wholefamilymentoring at gmail.com. And I would love to respond to them and support them in any way I can. Wholefamilymentoring at gmail.com. So if somebody has a question like I did, they can email you that question and you can help answer that. Okay, great. Thank you. And uh, for those of you on Facebook Live or for those of you who have access to my Facebook Live, Allison Hildebrandt Larson, um, this show is live on there and Lori's tagged on there so you can message her message her via Facebook <laughs> Messenger. All right, uh, Tamara Blankenship, so glad to have you here. Well, Relationship communication so specialist. I, I'm, I feel like this radio show is a little bit selfish sometimes because I feel like I get <laughs> to learn and grow and I get to bring all these experts in and I get to ask them my personal questions. So I feel really blessed to, to have you here today. Today. Um, if there's something that you've said that's really resonated with somebody, if there's anybody out there that's really struggling with communications and their relationships, and uh, they just want to have a greater connection, they want to feel loved, they want to feel seen, they want to feel heard, struggling with taking off that mask, um, how can somebody learn more from you, Tamara? Um, there's a couple ways. Um, obviously, I, I have a YouTube channel. You can follow me there, TamaraBlankenship.com. Um, or 
even better. I'd love to actually get a one-on-one and talk with you and actually help you shift things on a personal level and get you a chance to really like, you know, modify some of these things to meet your needs. And so you can schedule that right on my website, TamaraBlankenship.com. Just click learn more and we will chat. So Tamara's T-A-M-R-A Blankenship, TamaraBlankenship.com. And thank you. That's a very generous offer. I think that that for anybody that's out there that's uh, striving to have better communication within their relationships, that's a huge, huge benefit for you. And then, uh, Rochelle, how can people get a hold of you? Yes. I love to talk to people as well. <laughs> and I'm, um, I do text a little bit easier than email. So my phone number is 949-697-9427. That's 949-697-9427. You can also follow me, um, friend request me on Facebook, or you can go directly to my website at rochellerodriguez.arbon.com. Beautiful. And I yeah. suggest anybody that's looking for a transformational on the outside or the inside to get a hold of Rochelle and talk with her. You know, I've loved using the Arbonne products. Um, all right. So we are, my, my Voice America team's like 30 seconds, 15 know, right? seconds, 10 seconds, five <laughs> seconds. Okay, so we're over. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I think just my final thought or takeaway um, from this whole show is just, just, Learn to love yourself. Find out who your true self is. Embrace that. And within yourself, you'll you'll find God. You'll find that love that you've been looking for, and you'll be able to align with your true purpose and step up to help the world. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Spotlight, The Allison H. Larson Show. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, The Allison H. Larson Show can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.